Okay. Welcome to Dune Dudes colon Chapter House colon Dude. Hell yeah, that's it. We're your dudes here to talk about Dune. And, uh, and chew Cheez-Its into the mic. What, are you chewing Cheez-Its? No, not me. It's you. I'm calling you out. I don't know where that came from. You're you're making mouth sounds. You're making cat sounds. <laughs> okay, so I think we're even. Yeah. But the thing I think is... we're right might... about even on that one. People actually like cat sounds. People like mouth sounds more than cat sounds. No, they don't. There's a whole portion I, of people there, that, there that have people, a fetish. You will find you will find a group of people for anything. So to say that there's a group of people who prefer mouth sounds over cat sounds is true, but it's not that, that that's not like something positive in your corner. People Those are that, bad people. The pe- they're not bad people. Don't don't alienate our fan base like that. <laughs> the, they are not our fan the, base. The section of people who who um who listen to podcasts solely or primarily for mouth sounds are are far greater in number than people who listen to podcasts for cat sounds. But not greater in number to just people who like cats and who listen to podcasts. Okay, well that's not what that's not what we're talking about here. Okay. You just keep on chewing, buddy. Yeah, I'm the only one that's making a big that that I, you you're, just, the, you just, you're the only one that's making a big deal about it. You just keep on chewing your cud. They can't even hear them. I'm back. I'm far enough from the microphone that they're not. They can hear. hear. They can't hear them. They can hear. They can hear. No, because I'd be able to hear. Because I can hear myself. So if I, I can, heard, I can hear. I can hear you. You're chewing, you're so imagining. Hear, you're imagining things. Okay. all right you're a little hangry this is the first thing you've eaten today it's like it's almost three o'clock and your breakfast is now as you're throwing back a bag of cheez-its and drinking like a monster energy it's called intermittent fasting do you know how fucked up that is for you that's bad it's called intermittent fasting (laughs) well your fasting needs to be a little less mittent you know more inter yeah a little, a little more inter and a little less mittens for sure i had no idea that you were a uh an expert on fasting i'm not oh so so then why are you giving me advice there, because huh. listen man fasting yeah. it's better to just eat food it's better to just fucking eat food than not eat food all right and do you know this? You're a uh, a licensed dietitian. There, there is no fucking licensed dietitian who's going to tell you the the perfect truth. All right, people, people with titles and degrees and shit and PhDs have been giving advice on on food for decades and decades. And most of the time, you know, someone will come out and be like, "Yeah, that was wrong," or like, "Oh, now we're finding this out." Like, listen. I mean, ultimately, everyone's body is different, right? And 
the most important thing is to like follow the, the thing that works for you. So I guess if it works for you is to not eat anything until three o'clock in the afternoon and break your fast with a bag of fucking cheese. It's in a, in a monster energy drink. Then, uh, you keep on keeping on, but I'm willing to bet that that's not great. Okay. Lito go eat some sand. Yeah. Go eat some sand. It'll be a big know-it-all. Whatever. This, this is uh, one of the quickest turnarounds we've had, perhaps in the history of Doom Dudes. So why, why all the belly aching? I thought it was your belly that was aching. No, I was just hungry. Yeah, that's a kind of belly ache. No, different. It's a kind of belly ache. It's a kind of belly feeling. <laughs> You're not going to give me ache, huh? You're just gonna. I don't. We're gonna, I, don't I don't consider it an ache. Gonna stop short at a belly a belly feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Having a bit of a belly feeling this morning. Yeah. It's like, uh, a rum, it's like a rumbly tummy. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't ache. It's just like yeah, I need food. You know. You can be hungry enough where it aches though. You can, but that's where, where that's where it hurts. But I did not experience that. Okay. That's good. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Do you feel better after eating your your Cheez-Its? I feel great. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, this is one of our fastest turnarounds in Dune Dude's history, I'm pretty sure. Could even be the, I don't know, like the fastest? Because this is less than a week. And obviously our schedule is supposed to be a week. I think we might have done it once or twice before when the chapters were word shorter in like messiah or something yeah yeah but at any not rate, many times it's... not many times at all no no so i mean presumably we should have a much clearer idea of what happens in these chapters it should be fresh in our memory you know we should be having very dynamic involved discussions on these chapters because we each remember them so well having had such a quick turnaround here right yeah yeah so that's exciting i agree that's exciting i i couldn't agree more um yeah i i think we should we should challenge ourselves to make it shorter each week so eventually it's one day and then just a few hours. And then just back to back. Between, between, like, giving ourselves time to read, you mean, or? Between recording sessions. Yeah, right, gotcha. Then then just, right, just immediate. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I don't think so. But... <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> it, was, it was just an idea, just an idea yeah, I no, thought it, of. It was a fun, it was a fun idea. And I thought about it too. It sounded like too much. I don't think it's yeah, realistic you're, for you're, us. You're you're not a fan of doing things. Um. Well, I mean, I think it's easy for you to pitch the idea and be like, "Oh, I could have done it. I'm gonna put it all on the shoulders of the guy who doesn't like doing stuff." But like, there's no way that you could fucking do that. You couldn't even stick to doing two o'clock today because you had to go. <laughs> I don't even know what you were doing. 
you, you I know, told you, what I was you doing. couldn't even. Well, you you didn't finish reading first off. No, so, so last last night what so happened? Last Which night what fine, happened? But I mean, how are you going to stick to your I schedule? I am speaking. Thank you. <laughs> last night, I we we went to um, Alex's parents' house to do laundry. Uh, um, and I was gonna do some reading there while we waited for laundry to get done, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I just I fell asleep, and uh, didn't do anything. Cause right. I was so tired because I've been working overnights. And uh, oh man, sorry, Bernie Sanders just texted me. What What is he saying? He says he says hi, Connor. No, he says hey, Connor. It's Bernie. Hey man, he's asking for money again. Can you believe that? It, yeah, twenty seven dollar donation. You fucking believe that 15 yeah. did you get a 27 dollar uh text no okay. no no no. i'm not i'm not really getting texts from bernie these days okay i mean but, what is what is he gonna text me about you know yeah i don't know but anyways exactly. he's, he's texting you about how how good the boot tastes how good that yeah. biden boot tastes right he's yeah been, He's been licking these last six, seven, eight months now. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all he has mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, we went over there. I was gonna. Re- I was. I was planning on reading all of it because laundry takes some time, you know, to get. Oh yeah, I, I remember that was your plan. Yeah, and uh, so then I just fell asleep. Right. And my girlfriend did not wake me up, even though she knew I wanted to read. Yeah. I guess I guess she that? was I guess she was thinking that um you know it's important to get your rest yeah. too. And she you know, was absolutely she's, she's looking she out was, for you. She was absolutely right. Yeah. I was exhausted. Um then I went home and I slept even more. So and then I woke up yeah. at, then I woke up at like seven forty five today. Yeah. And I could, I just didn't have it in me to start reading until like noon. So that's yep. that's what happened. I get it. You know, some things are more important than Dune. And sometimes those things, you know, don't, on the surface don't seem like they're important. Seems like you're just jerking off, wasting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sitting there doing nothing. Probably scrolling I didn't say through I jerked pictures off. of didn't Peter say I Capaldi. Off and, I didn't jerk off. I don't know. Looking at, looking at Dune stuff on Twitter and Reddit. You know. Yeah. Um... Two out of three of those things stuff, I did. Stuff that on the surface doesn't seem like important. Like if someone were like observing you, if you were like in the no ship and I had calm eyes on you, like I'd be thinking like, why, why the fuck isn't Connor reading right now? He has all yeah. this time, you know? Mm-hmm. But like. You'd be like Blonda and you'd, you'd be. You'd <laughs> scowl but, at me. But there's something to be said about the mundanity of taking care of your own mm-hmm. mental health. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Then my you know, co-host is like, you know, I say, hey, can we do three? He's like, no way. It's like, okay, <laughs> I, I'll try for, for 2.30. I'll yeah, try. yeah. And then it, it didn't yeah, matter because we were no. starting at 3 o'clock anyways. Yeah, well, I, I finished reading at 2.24. Then I was like, I can't. I'm, it's not going to be a good podcast unless I get some supplies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. So, you know, supplies supplies yeah. meaning uh, Cheez-Its and. Monster energy drink. Yeah, and and peanuts. The the yeah, that's that. Those are my supplies. So you're just gonna be 
munching through this whole podcast, huh? I do that every every episode. <sighs> you don't realize it sometimes. That's how that's how uh, secretive I am, and and I and, uh, and I, I I realize it all the time, but I get tired no, of you talking don't. about. You don't it. realize it. You don't realize it. You want to uh, sing the theme song? I do. I'm glad you remembered. I remembered. Okay, so we start on four. So after three, okay. Yeah, but but you know what I think. So. As with all our theme songs, there's a bit of lag. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about what if we try to correct it? Mm, okay. What if I start on three and you start on four? And and we see if... Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So you're going to go, you know, you're going to say one, two, three, and then I'll start singing. And then, you know what I mean? Well, so so you, you start after two, and then I start after three for me. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. start on three, on three and, I start and you're going to start four. on, like, imaginary four. Like correct, four correct, correct. Okay, all right. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three, she's a she's chapter. She's a chapter. House. House. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Connor, no, the, I mean, maybe at the beginning we were off, but we, but that, that house was. I think we got the house. We got the house. That was in sync. That was in sync. That was the most important part. I think we got that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Damn. Yeah. It's getting better all the time. <laughs> Damn. Damn. She really is a chapter house. <laughs> she she really is. She really is. <laughs> we find that out more and more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Each just page house, of chapter house. Just house I'm just full of chapters. I'm just, not, I'm just nodding along to myself like, damn, she is a chapter. So house so true bestie yeah so true um yeah i'm really convinced that the that the cover of chapter house is is the no ship i look at it more and more and i'm like this is not a worm ass it looks like a worm butt i mean you're probably right you're probably right but it looks like it looks like a worm butt to me it really does it is it is some kind of machinery for sure Mm. this is technology it looks looks very wormy to me. I I mean I think that the the technology of of Dune is just meant to look kind of like weird and organic. It, I mean bit, yes, you know? it, it's meant to look organic, absolutely. But um, also like I don't know. What if like the worm they make is like a big big boy? <laughs> I mean, I guess, but this just doesn't look like any worm. A worm. Think, think of this for a second. A worm yeah. no ship. Yeah. They're um, all living in the worm. I, you know, Herbert is just crazy enough to do it. No, it's probably you're probably you're probably right, but this is what's been in my head. You know. Yeah, I love talking about what's in your head. That's that's what half of this podcast is. Yes, absolutely. You know? so you know you you speak freely. It's gonna it's gonna be so hard for me to um, but I, I think I've, I've got to switch over to Firefox instead of Chrome. Why? Because oh, that was off podcast. We were talking about how bad Chrome sucks. I mean, I wasn't because I think Chrome. I think we Chrome's were talk- pretty good. We were talking about how I. <laughs> I think Chrome's pretty I good, but um, Firefox is also a, a good web browser. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Anyways, that's beside the point. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's okay. It's okay. Uh, so we'll talk about Dune, huh? You want to talk about Dune? I think it's. I think we we have the green light to go ahead and talk about Dune. Okay. Um. So there was some. Oh boy! Wow, you're tired. Had to yawn. What's up with your sleep? Uh, sleep schedule these days. Nothing. Are you just like napping all day now that you're you've got you've got all this free time? I have been taking naps. Um, in the past five days, I've been sleeping in till about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Wow. Um, which wow. is late. Just late. You it is. It's been late for me. Yeah, yeah. So today, I resolved to wake up earlier. Um, I got up at just before eight o'clock today. Um, but I, I do think my body's kind of like, hey, you know, where we are sick right now, you should be resting, and yeah. I'm like. But it feels like I'm wasting my day sometimes, know. you know. I know. I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't even have anything to do during my entire day, and it feels like I'm wasting it, you know? You got bass to record. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that. But I do have to do that, yes. And rest assured, my friend, rest assured, it will get done. Yeah, when the next time I see you. Uh, it'll get done. Okay. Rest assured, it will get done. Not going to put any time frames on that, but it will get done. So you know, you got you got your thing. I know. I can't. I can't talk you today. You got I your can't thing. I cannot. I cannot talk and today. And I got my thing. Mm-hmm. I just cannot talk today. You know, I cannot are... go there. I can't go there today. <laughs> Don't don't go there. I'm not in a place to go there right now. Do not go there. If you go I, there, you're gonna get I shall eviscerated. Not. <laughs> I will, shall not. You go will there. get eviscerated if you go there. I shall not go to the place one must not go. Yeah. You know. The the place that only the Quizats Hatterack may look yes, upon. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Because all the other girls are too scared. Mm-hmm. It's true. The girls are too scared. They're scared of the quiet that's at her act. Yeah. We'll, you, we'll, you, talk, you, we'll talk about that a little you, bit. You love making that voice these days. That's like <laughs> your that's that's your new favorite thing. Ever since vacation, like that's been that's that's you've been on a roll with that voice. Is it, you maybe, think it's a COVID symptom? Maybe it's a COVID thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like you you lose your your smell, your taste, and then you talk like a fucking baby ass. Yeah. Yeah. You get baby ass. Yeah. That that weeks. might be the the primary symptom for you. You, you, got, yeah. a big, you got you got a major case of baby ass. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, COVID is is even now still a mysterious illness you know i mean like mm-hmm. uh people have all kinds of symptoms it's true yeah it's true so let's hope you don't have like long covid though and you just do that voice forever <laughs> yeah you know, right like, you're just stuck doing that voice for, for <laughs> permanent, years. permanent baby ass yeah that would yeah. not be fun yeah for anybody um it'd be fun for me but yeah well for nobody else 
Right. I think I think you would get sick of it too. I do. I I think that you would get sick of it eventually. Yeah. Maybe not though. It's the only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully we will not be finding out. So. Cross our fingers. <clears throat> oh man! All right, for real. So our first chapter here, there were there are a couple interesting, interesting um, developments yeah, this in is, these chapters. This is given the, the discussion chapter, we were having last time, right? yeah, so we start off, we start off with Sidetail. Yeah. We get a Sidetail chapter. Our um, first, our first Sidetail chapter since Messiah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Feels a little bit like the way George Lucas likes things to rhyme, the way he puts it in his stories, you know, that he, he tells this ongoing tale where he tries to have, like, parallel mirrored events go on, like, you know, like, like, um... You know, like it's like poetry; it rhymes. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I, but I say that because um, if Herbert's Dune saga went as planned, then Sightail's first appearance would have been in the second book, Dune the Saga, right? Mm. And then his next appearance would have been in the second to last book. Oh, yeah. After House, mm. so you kind of get. Like this, this mirrored bookend. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that's how, I, I mean, who knows? But makes me think of that. Um, yeah, it's interesting to have a side tale chapter here. Um, I felt like I felt like we kind of get a not necessarily a different side tale, but but the way that Herbert has come to write the way the Tleilaxu are at this point in the Dune story and where the Tleilaxu were at it, during the time of Dune Messiah is so different. Um, because a lot of what Sightail is thinking to himself in this chapter has to do with, like, the great belief and, you know, Shaitan and Leto the prophet. And so, like... Things we had I, no concept of exactly yeah the last time so like he's he's kind of like coming from this place of motivation that uh is a lot more like waff than i was expecting you know and you know we'll of course see how it goes and I, i don't think that he will um be as easily manipulated as waff and and things like that but it it does show that like their their like religious devotion is kind of just as strong those two characters whereas like as far as i remember that was non-existent in the original side tale no that that didn't matter to him at all it makes you wonder if um i mean obviously you know the real world solution would be that oh you know herbert just didn't think of that yet but if um all these millennia you know in in between appearances like if even though he is the same person just golad over and over again 
if um his kind of religious fervor developed with the cultures over you know with with the Tylaxu culture over those all those years yeah i think i think for like an in universe narrative reason it it would be that um and also you know we learn that the Tleilaxu have been like hiding their 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 intents and their abilities throughout the millennia and so like you could also make like that kind of weird retrospective case where it's like oh even if Sightail did have these thoughts on his mind in uh, Messiah then he just wouldn't let the other characters know because That's very true, yes. That's like part of their their plan too. Yeah. Yep, that makes total sense as well. Uh, so yeah, I think it. I think it does all add up in the end. The one thing that I did think was maybe a little weird, and I didn't bother going back to look at Messiah, but um, actually, let me read it quick. On page ninety-seven, there's a description of Sightail's appearance. Oh uh, yeah. It says. Uh, this has to do with Odrade, like, just looking at him. It says, He could see that she found him repulsive, the way her gaze fixed sequ- sequentially on each of his features. Um, an elfin figure with narrow face and puckish eyes, a widow peak, tiny mouth with sharp teeth and pointed canines. Um, I thought that was interesting because, of course, like, that's also very reminiscent of Waff yes. and the way that... Herbert wrote the Tleilaxu and Heretics where they're these like very or the Tleilaxu masters specifically right um whereas in Messiah I I don't think he's ever once described that way and no, no. even more importantly like the focus on Sightail and Messiah is that he's a face dancer like I don't mm. even remember if he has like a default form you know because he's like kind of always changing based on the needs of like where he is. Yeah, I've I've always pictured him as um as you know you know the guy in Doctor Who season nine the uh, he's made of snakes. I, I don't remember now. He's made of snakes and he can you know he can like unravel and he works for the Daleks. Nothing? Is 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 season nine with Christopher Eccles? No 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 he, he's the nine? ninth Doctor. It's series nine. That's the twelfth Doctor's second. Oh, season. Matt Smith. Yeah, right, right. right. No, um, Peter Capaldi. Um, oh, the twelfth. The twelfth Doctor. I'm all, sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, but yeah. Anyways, it's COVID brain. It's COVID anyways, brain. he he's what I picture because his face is all fucked up and uh, he trans he transforms into things. So that's that's how I uh, uh, picture him. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember. Um, I wouldn't want you to like fuck up your your setup, but you could. I, or actually, maybe I could look it up on my phone. What's the guy's I'm gonna name? I'm gonna pull it up right now, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. What the fuck's his name? Uh, I kind of picture him, and I know that you haven't seen this, but he makes me think of uh, Varys from the Game of Thrones. Uh, sh- um, from the show Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, I don't know who that is, but yes. Yeah. Here, I'll I'll text you a picture of uh his his name is Colony Sarf. Sarf? Colony Sarf. Hmm. And uh okay. here we go. It's coming your way. 
Oh, I do remember that now. Oh, and it just like oh, yeah. it's always it's always stuck in my mind, even though That's you know cool. Sidetail is not a, you know made of snakes, but he does obviously no, transform no, no. his I, face. Yeah, I get it though. I get it. I think that's a cool, uh, cool way to picture him. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I will continue to picture him uh, like that. Um, Herbert can tell me what he looks like all all he wants, but um, yeah, he he can go suck a big worm. He can go suck a big worm. Yes, indeed. You know, I'm I'm not picturing Bajaz as Sightail. <laughs> you know, no, no. You know what's cool about the way you're you're picturing uh, Sightail too colony sarf mm. instead of uh snakes he could be like a bunch of worms right that would be cool you know? yeah that would be very cool yep um yeah i don't know i guess i just thought it was weird that herbert was like this is Sightail now and i just feel like he's not like he's taking liberties because it, it makes like you're saying i think it makes sense at this point of of how far removed like we are from that original fixture in Messiah to yeah. now in Chapter House. Like, of course, Sightail would be different, but it did feel like very, um, uh, like destabilizing in a way because I felt like I, I thought I knew what to expect, mm. and yet the Sightail that we're getting is very different or feels yeah. different than than what I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that that is true. So. Uh, but yeah, but the, but the side tail in this chapter, I mean, he's still plotting, you know, um, still keeping his cards very close to his chest. Um, and one of the biggest ones, one of the weirdest ones, I'm going to read this bit here, mm -hmm. page 94. Sightail <clears throat> rubbed his breast, reminding himself of what was hidden there with such skill that not even a scar marked the place. Each master had carried this resource, a nullentropy capsule preserving the seed cells of a multitude, fellow masters of the central kel, face dancers, technical specialists, and others he knew would be attracted to the women of Shaitan, and to many weakling Pawinda. Paul Atreides and his beloved Chani were there. The original Duncan Idaho was there. With other Atreides minions, the Mentat Thufir Hot, Gurney Halleck, the Fremen Naive Stilgar. Enough potential servants and slaves to people at Slalaxia Universe. Yeah. That's big. It's big and it's weird. Where are the, where are they, I say, where are they getting this from? Obviously it's something that they've had for a long time. You know, it must've come from the originals. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, we already knew um, back in God Emperor that, you know, the Duncans are, uh, were, were awakened by, by Paul Atreides. Um, Golas. Right. We, we did. But it was always kept at like arm's length enough where that was one of the things that we could kind of like have fun discussing. It's like, oh, is it yeah. Paul? Is it Nod? Is it a Gola? Is it just someone who looks similar enough to yeah. induce, you know, that that state? Um, yeah, well, I mean, this this points obviously to um, uh, them having 
a, a, a real version or it, it, it does. Yeah. And I don't really like that. I don't really like that. All right, Herbert, you heard him. Cut it out. Delete that go, part. Go suck a big worm. Go suck a big worm. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It is weird. <clears throat> I just feel like it's a little much. And like um I get that that Dune has this thing where it will like bring back characters, you know? Um and of course like the Gola thing has been huge played a major role in every book post Dune. Yeah. Um, so it's not that it doesn't make sense, but, um, this almost feels like too much. I don't like that the door is opened this far. Mm. I, I feel like with having a, gola revival like part of what's interesting about it is kind of the the limitations that it has on like character revival as opposed to like other stories you know the the things that you have to do in order to achieve it and you know the ways that it kind of alters the gola in the way that they're not really they don't ever really get to be the same person revived, you know, like Mm. there's always some degree of separation there. I guess I just feel like, um, I just feel like with these characters, it just feels a bit too far in a way. It's hard for me to put my finger on, but like, I don't want, and I don't expect there to be, I don't think that this capsule thingy is something that's going to matter. I think it's something that Herbert is just introducing and has in his pocket, but I don't yeah. think it's going to amount to anything mm-hmm. story-wise. But I still don't really like that it's in here because I don't like the idea of, like, I don't know, Thufir Hawk coming back. And I, I feel like the characters who have been revived, who have been, like, coming back... Like, and the characters who haven't, like, their their story has been, you know, closed in a way that I, I don't think having them come back as a Gola opens and continues it in, like, in a way that I think could be satisfying. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Duncan's story hinges on the fact that he's been used as a Gola, but, like, to bring back Paul, to bring back Chani, to bring back Hot, like, I think it's too late for them. I don't think you could do that satisfactorily, you, mm. you know, um, that, that's what I think. So I didn't really like reading that part. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really feel that strongly either way. Um, because I really, I really just, I just, uh, don't think it's going to matter. I don't think they're going I don't think Frank's going to do it in any way shape or form. Um he could obviously. I um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh I think yeah, you could fumble the ball here or you could or it could go go fine depending on how it's 
you know, used. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's a sin just yet. Um, we'll have to have to wait and see how it's you. We don't even really know what this capsule really means. What having all of them in in this device really means, you know? Um, I mean, is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Some 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 DNA component that lets you replicate them in some way i guess but uh uh yeah there's just, just there's too much we don't know for me to to really feel any way about it it's it's weird though and like if they did revive them and and use them as golas then i would probably agree with you you know uh i don't think that's something i want either but um but yeah well i get it the other thing it made me think of briefly was like, because um, <clears throat> especially, you know, name dropping Paul and Johnny and Hot at, at this point in the game, you know, of course, it's going to make you think of Dune. Um, and. And, uh, it kind of made me think, like, is the idea and the the execution of Agola kind of, like, antithetical to this other idea that's been running throughout these later books in the Dune Saga, like God Emperor On, where it's, like, that the surprises and the unexpected and the new are the things that really drive, like creativity and passion in the universe you know like is recycling and recreating people not a form of you know stagnation should you not be promoting you know like new tags like you would never you would never get a miles tag if you only made your last best yeah bashar you know Mm -hmm. like do you not need to be innovating and and building off of your prior successes and failures rather than being like oh well let's just just make the last best guy he was the best you know Mm -hmm. i i feel like there's a bit of a conflict there in some ways where whereas instead of like promoting that growth sometimes it feels a little short-sighted to be like well we're not going to do better than tag right so let's make him again you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think there's um a lot of truth in that and I think that's you know the story that we are kind of rolling with right now and uh I mean who knows if they'll ever realize that but um so yeah, like in in one way that is definitely uh, a form of stagnation and you know not letting the past go but also as we've learned like the golas when they are brought back over and over again they do change and grow and they're not the same as they were in their original form for you know a variety of reasons um so yeah i i i agree with you but i think that's also something that every character and every faction in this 
book series is like actively working through still. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. It's not totally a, uh, like a contradiction, but I, I think because it was talking about characters that, that are like so old, you know, yeah, it really made me think like, would you really reach all the way back there just to pull them into here? Um, so anyways, uh, I don't know. Any other thoughts on this side tale chapter? Um, I, I mean, I, I think his, his interaction with, um, Ojade is, is good. And, you know, like you were saying, uh, he, he's not as much of a fool or as naive as, as Waff was, um, where, you know, each time Ojade mentions something, um, about the great belief or whatever, uh, he, he treats it with total skepticism, but it does, but it still excites him, you know, still kind of hits those notes within him. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's clear he he has as well has has plans of his own, um, but yeah, I, I mean, even even though he's not the same side tale that we know and love, uh, it it was cool cool to have a a, a side tale chapter after all this time. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I I like that he represents like this. <clears throat> this weird other competing interest within the no ship. Cause if it were just, if it were just Duncan and Mirbella, you know, you kind of get the feeling that they're, they're kind of on the same side mm-hmm. that these five chapters, this section, I think changes that or complicates that yeah. in a way that doesn't really ring true by the end of it. I think Duncan and Mirbella are kind of on track to want different mm-hmm. things by the end of the section, but but initially, you know, it seemed like they're kind of on the same team here, and so like Sightail's this weird variable within this giant no ship prison where it's like, well, what what does he want exactly? You know, yeah. what is yeah. he after? Um, is it? just revenge on the the Bene Gesserit you know I mean obviously he kind of wants to like re regain Tleilaxu power mm-hmm. you know somehow I think his plan kind of rides on that strange capsule in him because yeah yeah that would probably be the key to like um I don't know if not regain power, like to, to have people to control once he regains it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Cause he's the last, he's the last one. He doesn't have anyone coming to help him, you know? No, just no, him. He, it seems like it's just him. Yeah. So whatever he has planned, it, it feels like it has to be big, you know? Mm. Um, Cause otherwise what's the point of having a plan, you know? You're yeah, the last dude. Mm-hmm. Like, not much he can do by himself. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't freaking know. And 
I don't really think that this chapter makes a mention of his face dancing. Or not. Am I not? I forget. Because, like, as Herbert kept writing, like, the face dancers and the Tleilaxu masters, and, you know, he kind of added more and more to that that lore. And now they feel very separate. You know, the, it's it's the masters who control the face dancers. Yeah. But in Messiah, Sightail was one and the same, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wonder if, if uh, maybe that's just not as much of uh part of part of the story this time um i feel like it does get mentioned at some i feel like i don't know maybe not in this chapter maybe in the last one or something but but i think it does but so far it doesn't seem like face dancing is as big of a of a sell that like back in messiah obviously it was a big crazy thing right yeah uh, it, it might just not be part of the story this time around i don't know yeah, I mean, every time anyone's ever face danced in Dune, it pretty much hasn't mattered. Yeah, you know, people will yeah. face dance, and then like the Bene Gesserit or Paul or whoever, they're they're just like, "That's a face dancer." Like I no know. one, yeah. no one has ever been fooled. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, I so, mean, doesn't he mention um, his perfect face dancers? He does. Yeah. So but it's like I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. At I, this know. Point. I know. The new I face know. dancers were supposed to do that shit too yeah you know yeah so, so we'll we'll see if they come back into play in any way but but yeah there there, there was not a big uh to do um about him being a face dancer himself which which is surprising yeah although i mean i guess it makes sense too if if you think about the history of face dancing failures then, like, why would you play stock in it if you were Sightail in this situation? Yeah, that's that's very true. Th- I don't yeah, know. That, that is true. Here, let's jump into the next chapter, but I gotta uh, go pee. Give me one second. Already, huh? Uh-huh. Already. All right. All right, welcome back. Baby had his pee-pee. Oh, God, here we go. Yes. Baby had, baby had his pee-pee. Yes, he did. Baby feel better? Mm-hmm. Oh, baby do. Thank you. Baby do. Baby do. That's Scooby-Doo's child. Oh, weird. <laughs> the love child of Shaggy and Scooby. Baby do. Hmm. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's a popular, you know, uh, fan theory. It's more than a theory, my huh. friend. Oh, okay. I've never seen those 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 uh, episodes then. Um. Well, they were never aired. Oh, uh, okay. They're banned. Um, uh. It's a little more complicated than that, but hmm. we're not talking do right now. We're talking Dune. That's true. Yeah, that'll be for our for our next podcast, Do Dudes. Yeah, we're gonna go from the from Dune Dudes to Do Dudes. Yes, yes. Um, maybe a few stops in between here and there, but maybe one day we'll see. So, chapter two. Here's the other 
kind of a one-two punch. We start with a Sightail chapter, and then we get a fucking Lucilla chapter. Connor. What? She's alive? The woman that that you and I so callously wrote off. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Boy, did I think she was dead. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what? Maybe she is. Yep. But she was not. Not yet. No, not yet. Um. Yeah, definitely some interesting, some interesting stuff going on in here. Lucilla is brought before the Spider Queen. The Spider Queen herself. Um. And they're left alone to have a one-on-one conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucilla's even like kind of she's she's brought in this Shiga wire cage. Yeah, and she she gets to be, you know, kind of set free, but she's within insane like death grandma foot distance. Yes, you know. She could be she could be killed at any any moment by the spider queen. Yeah, she could be kicked to death. Insane feet. Stabbed um, in the eyes with toes with the with yeah. the spider queen's toes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think the but honor meters. Doesn't, that doesn't stop her from from uh you know mouthing back a little bit, right? Oh no, oh no, nope, not at all. Lucilla is not. Dissuaded, she's just careful. So, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, though, like, the Honor and Mater thing with, like, the... with their insane, like, foot powers. I, I wonder if that started from, like, a foot fetish. Mm. And then it could, yeah. turned into, like... Uh, their their most renowned combat skill. I mean, they might have realized that there was a huge foot fetish amongst you know the people of the scattering, and then used that to their advantage. Right. That's very that very well could be true. To make your feet the most deadly weapon in your arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty cool. Would be. I, I would love to see Quentin Tarantino's Chapter House. Oh man. If. If we get to, to, to this in the in the Dune movie series, to Chapter House, I think Quentin yeah. Tarantino has to be the, the director. I would hope so. Maybe for Heretics, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I could see that, definitely. Um, so, yeah, for this chapter... Um, well, there's a couple things I guess I want to touch on. Uh, I, I think, I think, uh, the honored meter, the honored meter, the spider queen. Yes. She, I mean, they, they kind of both are like gauging each other. Mm. And on the second page, Lucilla says, uh, that the great honored meter is, whistling past the graveyard yeah and then she has to explain the expression but 
the expression is not explained in the text. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up because I didn't know what it meant. Did you you know what it meant? No. Okay, so... Uh, whistling past the graveyard to act or talk as if one is relaxed and not afraid when one is actually afraid or nervous to show a confident manner. Mm, okay. So Lucilla's, uh, you know, kind of, kind of ballsy opening move here is to be like, you know, you are showing me that you're all calm and powerful, but you great honor mater. I think are the one who was actually afraid. Yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, and the spider queen, you know, kind of remarks that if any of their aides were there, they would have just killed Lucilla on the spot Mm -hmm. saying such a thing to her, but they, they kind of, they get to be a little bit more candid with with one another in this setting. They do. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some bant. There's some bant. Yep. Kind of like you and me. Yeah, you know? very, very similar. Very similar to you and me. You being a spider queen, me being a Lucilla. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I've always thought of you as the Lucilla to my spider queen. Absolutely. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a couple... I think maybe only other two other things that I took notes on here um, for this chapter... Um, but, um, before I get to that, I guess, what did you, what did you think about Lucilla being alive or, or do you have any thoughts on that? Were you Um, surprised to find that out after all? I I wasn't surprised. I I thought, I really thought it could go either way. Um, I I was, I was happy. You know, the last time we we were talking, you know, I was like, I don't, I think I don't want Lucy, I don't want Lucy to die. You're like, "Eh, you know, there's other characters we can focus on. That's fine. So I, I was happy to see her alive. I think she's a good, good character. Um, And having her alive, I don't think necessarily means we, we lose out on other characters, but uh, we'll see. I I do kind of, I, I kind of feel like she might not make it through the entire book, but she might because she's i mean she's she's already nearly died or been thought of as dead multiple times now so yeah uh, yeah we'll 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 see i mean she could die next the you know next section at the end or she could could live i I don't know but uh what i will say is i do enjoy still still having her around yeah yeah no i I get that i'm glad she's still around too If, if anything just because um if her death was kind of left as this like ambiguous off page thing, it's like, just feels a little unceremonious, you know? So I hope whatever end she does or doesn't get in this book. Yeah. That that it's treated with some kind of respect, you know, for the, yeah, for I think she's character that it. Herbert's built up. Um, let's see. I, I think I wanted to mention page 108. Um, Lucilla kind of remarks on the fact that they're at this place called Junction. Yeah. Um, and, and that she, she kind of thinks about the defenses of it and stuff. It's like this very old kind of 
security kind of, you know made to be like a castle with a lot of like turret turrets like the towers and stuff yeah um and she mentions that uh that teg has like already kind of surmised how to how to like destroy those defenses or like you know you could separate them easily and cause them to panic yeah like mm-hmm. the way that they're set up is not very sophisticated yeah. and it really just like displays power exactly rather than has it i was wondering if um lucilla is mentioning that when when she says that like tag has already kind of like reviewed it and figured this stuff out is she talking about dead old tag or new baby tag. I don't think she can be talking about new baby tag. Yeah. I I don't think he's at that point yet. I mean True. Without he, his, he hasn't had yeah. any interaction with the honor maters. Yeah, I guess I just wasn't sure if like if he was like given like a like a layout of like their plans and, and he was asked, like, okay, like what are your thoughts on this? Like could he could I mean, he like analyze it? You know, it's possible. It's possible, but I don't think he's. I don't, I don't think he's there yet. Even if you, even if you are, I think this this is probably taken from Tag's interactions with the animators. You know, to, towards the end of his uh, his his run there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're most likely right about that too. Um, just a just a thought I wanted to throw out there. Um, and I there there was uh some weird shit about about uh their chins in this. Yeah. There was well, like, some weird chin stuff in here. There's some weird chin stuff. We 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 have the futar in there as well. Yeah, and the futar stuff. We gotta talk about yeah. the futar thing. Mm-hmm. Um we kind of learn about what they are or what they were meant to what their purpose it was originally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Mm. I don't want to was interrupt it, your, your was it your that they there. Was it that they um they they were bred for hunting honor maters? That is the that is the theory that Lucilla yeah. puts forward. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think the Spider Queen kind of like graces so it with a confirmation. No, she doesn't confirm it, no. But yeah, that that is a working theory. Yeah, be and, very interesting. And um, what else? Also, she po- you know Lucille posited that maybe they were running from something. And that's why they mm-hmm. they left the scattering. Which Odrade also theorizes later on. Um, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Um. And and then, you know, after. Uh, Lucilla brings up her chin, saying that it's her childish, or it's it's her childhood chin. Yeah, <laughs> and that like I don't know, makes her like youthful or so, or, or what you know something. Yeah. Um, then the futar is like, is like, <laughs> can I kiss your chin or something? Yeah, kiss, kiss yeah. chin, kiss chin. Yeah. So yeah. that's 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 very strange. Uh, I don't Whoa, know. Kiss chins in fern. Oh God. What do you think about that? That's good. That's that's good. 
kiss chins in futar. Kiss oh yeah, something like yeah. that. Pretty bad. Yeah, maybe that's our new theme song. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. I like our theme song. I do too, actually. It's perfect for 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 what what it is. Um, yeah, so definitely some some weird ideas being thrown around, fetishizing of the chin. I don't really know. Obviously, Lucila knew that that would like affect her in 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 a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she. Lucilla says, I'll bet your lovers often kiss your chin. Yeah. And then, yeah, the futar just says, kiss chin. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh... So I feel like, I feel like Lucilla is really trying to, like, prod her, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, when she says lovers, it kind of. I, I think Lucilla is like calling out uh, that the Spider Queen and the Futar are having a sexual relationship, but like yeah. without really knowing. But then because the Futar responds that way, it kind Confirming. of proves it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. And Lucilla kind of gets this like not an upper hand, of course, but like it's it's kind of like Lucilla proving without saying like, aha, I know that you're like fucking this weird man beast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she 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 definitely like flusters the Spider Queen. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty clearly. And uh, I mean, I guess it was it was kind of obvious from the beginning though, because because the futar like from the get go is like rub back, and then she's yeah, like, yeah. like, don't worry, honey, I'll I'll rub your back <laughs> later. I'll, I'll be back yeah. soon. Don't worry. Does, doesn't take a reverend mother to figure that. No, one. yeah, it's a it's a very weird relationship. It is. I think thinking about it, talking about it with you, I I do, I do kind of like the way it plays out though, because I feel like um, the Spider Queen has the futar out as kind of like this intimidation thing. You know, it's like oh well, the futar and. Lucilla both start off in a cage, right? Yeah. And there's like kind of this this understanding that the most likely thing that's going to happen at the end of this conversation is Lucilla's going to die, right? Yes, yes. So like Lucilla being freed from the cage isn't isn't really an act of like benevolence. It's like putting her in mortal danger because all the Spider Queen has to do then is open the Futar cage. Yes. And the yep. Futar will kill Lucilla. Yes. But Lucilla is able to like warp that and be like, "I'm not scared of your futar. Like mm-hmm. this is just your fuckboy." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think that really like, kind of, kind of causes her to, to lose her balance, to lose her footing, if you mm, will. Yes. Yes. In this yes, argument. Agreed. Um. Yeah. The the futar stuff. Very weird, especially if the Futars were created to hunt and kill Honored Maters, because then it's like, what What does the head Honored Mater, like, enslaving and fucking one say, you know? I know. They're, they're like, dominating their hunters through, like... I mean, I guess that is their thing. Isn't that is it? their thing, and that makes you think, like, well, I guess maybe that's their only way to keep these creatures at bay, right? Like, it's not even so much a, 
weird sex fetish or fantasy as maybe more of like a practical yeah. practicality yeah, for her cause, like because they like were she's literally down. imprinting the futons yeah. so they won't kill her yeah and then she gets to like manipulate them yeah yeah that that certainly could be it yeah but it's still pretty weird as fuck it is it is weird as fuck and it's like well, were they running from the futars, or were they running from whatever made the futars to yeah. to kill them, to destroy them? Like, like what could that force be? And there's, then there's some more talk about like, um, you know, what like what did the Bene Gesserit send their their Reverend mothers out out to face in the the new scattering? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what could they have been running from that we just sent all of our people into? You know, totally. Um, so that's curious. It is. Yeah, we'll go back to that because that's, I think that's chapter five when mm. Odrade and Belanda and Tamalane are all talking. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I got, you know, the idea that the futars are being controlled by someone else. I think in Heretics, Lucilla comments that the futars were speculated to be a Tleilaxu or an Ixian creation. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know if that's true. Yeah, I don't think that's been confirmed. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, anyways, uh, so Lucilla, Lucilla is not killed at the end of this chapter. Um, she does kind of, kind of like prove her worth as a as a captive. Um, yeah, and. Nothing in the chapter really leads to this, but at this point I'm speculating because I feel like each order, Bene Gesserit and um, Honor Mater, kind of has their mirrored captive. And right now, at this point in the story, the Bene Gesserit are trying to see if they could take their Honor Mater, turn Rubella into a Bene Gesserit. Yeah. I wonder if the Spider Queen is thinking the opposite. Wondering if, yeah. you know, could... Lucilla be turned into an Iron Mater well, here's, instead of just killing her. I I I I've been thinking the same thing, and here's yeah. here are my thoughts that I wanted to bring up. Um, she remarks pretty early on in the chapter that she is going through spice withdrawal. Yes, you're right. Already, and that she may have to kill herself if she can't get spice. Um, now she is fed, and there is spice in the food and that restores her a little bit um but that makes me think um if they did you know there there was a whole kind of theory of how you know the honored maters did convert Bene Gesserit and you know they starve them of spice uh you know addict them to this new substance whatever causes that orange glint in their eyes um you know et cetera, et cetera. And I could I can already see that as a potential path for um, con- being able to control um, Lucilla here. So yeah, uh, I think that that might happen, or they might try to do that. Yeah, I think they might too. Okay. Yeah, this was cool. I I continue to like seeing the the Spider Queen. Um, I think she's interesting. There she was is. a one more line, page one twelve, 
Um, it's Lucilla talking towards the end. And... Uh, the great honor mater saying like, oh, you know, we looked over the, the library from Lapatas, not that much there. We were trying to figure out what's going on with like Leto the second and stuff. Yeah. So they, kind of talk, they start talking about Leto. They talk about Paul and, um, Lucilla has this, this cool line. She says, we say Muad'Dib created a future, Leto the second uncreated it, mm -hmm. which I thought was a cool way of. Looking at the events, it's another thing that we've talked about a lot, so not to beat it to death, but, you know, the idea that, like, Paul is, you know, sees himself as vision-locked, and so, like, pretty much goes forward and, like, essentially just that, you know, creates the visions that he sees as unavoidable and, and yeah. makes it a reality, whereas mm -hmm. Leto tries to kind of, like, bring down the whole thing, just everything to, to like reopen the future so that humanity can, can shape it in their own hands. Um, yes. Yeah. So I, I like the way that Lucilla put that. I thought that was cool. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is interesting. their kind of, uh, discussions about them and kind of the discrepancies. I feel like they, they are, they're looking at it in different ways. Um, so it's it's interesting to think of the idea of Leto and Paul that they that the scattering took with them when they left, you know. Um yeah. I don't know. And also interesting that they're that they're looking for for more information on on Leto, you know. Yeah, kind of like you're saying it, they probably get the exact wrong lesson because exactly. like you know of course the honor majors would be attracted to like the the power mm -hmm. the subjugation the control and toledo's credit you know when he says that um you know what his golden path really ensures is you know never again will humanity like bow to the whims of a tyrant that that is really what the honor majors represent here you know this exactly, tyrannical yeah. force sweeping through Mm -hmm. the universe absolutely and, you know sure enough uh people are rising up it isn't just the bene Gesserit, mm -hmm. as we found out no so. yeah and, and this this pushes uh or that this puts the golden path to the test yeah that it does um all right third chapter third chapter chapter three yeah okay lucky number three Okay. This is this is Odrade again. She is having dinner with the acolytes. Yeah, yeah, she's popping in seeing what it's like uh with with the little people. Yep. She's like very lost in her thoughts, but she kind of she sees like the way that the acolytes behave as kind of indicative of the health of the Bene Gesserit itself, yes. you know, yes. kind of a bottom up sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I guess she, she kind of periodically does this stuff. Um, and like usual, 
she thinks about a lot of things. She has a lot of plenty of interesting thoughts. Um, but, but you know, really, it uh, was that baby do? No, it wasn't. No, it was that was something else. Okay, totally different thing. Right. Like wasn't was not was not the same thing. So, but she ends up talking to uh, this acolyte seated next to her. It turns out she's been working on something for her. Um, it's a map of the desert expansion on Chapter House. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I think there's a couple things I could probably focus on here, and I, I'm sure we will figure out some kind of discussion, but, um, I mean, hell, you probably just read this chapter today, right? I did, yeah. I read all of them today. You read all five today? I did, really? yeah. Wow, you bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts on this chapter you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, uh, seeing Odrade interact with, what's her name? Saggy? Saggy? <laughs> it's <laughs> Saggy. Yeah. Stubby and, Stubby and Saggy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, it's, it's. Sugella? Snitchy? No. Stop it. Snitchy? Stop it. It's a S T R E G G I. Straggy. I I think it's streg streggy or stregy. 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 So um, yeah. Whichever one you think. That's what I think. I think it's one of those. I like her interactions with Saggy. Um, Great. I think uh, it's 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 funny because because she's trying to have some fun with the with this interaction and you know Saggy is very serious because this is the the mother superior and yeah you know so it, it takes some time for for the ice to be broken and stuff and you know throughout the entire meal you know she's like she like knows that that this acolyte wants to speak up and say something to her but. Um, is is too afraid to, but then once once she finally does, it becomes a nice uh, nice conversation. Yeah, one, Ojade, that, one that Ojade couldn't have with you know, um, Belanda or Tamalang. Right. Yeah, their their difference in status makes it easier for Ojade to like kind of joke around with impunity. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she 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 asks Stregi Stregi. Just call her Saggy. <laughs> it's easier that way. <laughs> she asks Saggy if uh, she wants to be a horse. Uh. She's like, "How'd you like to be a horse?" Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I mean this this really is pretty pretty relevant to what's going on today it's like herbert knew you know <laughs> yeah yeah that, that people would be taking horse medicine yeah instead of uh he, instead of being vaccinated human, yeah medicine that was made for the yeah 
um yeah it's kind of funny he, he like must have known that like yeah one day there 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 would be a portion of the population that does that would that does want to be a horse you know yeah yes uncanny yeah yeah no we're really we're really uh we're we we are really reading this at the uh height of its of its relevance yes for sure um really makes you think like we live in a society you know we do we really do live in a society horse related mm-hmm. um do you remember why she asks if she wants to be a horse um it takes her a long time to get to it it yeah she she really beats around the horse bush she does beat around the yeah she yeah <laughs> she does she's uh, a little gathering yeah she she pretty much is like um She's like, oh, I ask if you like to be a horse because I want to see if you would want someone to like ride around on your shoulders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's like the dumbest thing you could write, Herbert. Just mm. the just the stupidest, like fucking. I, I, the the most annoying point is like I could just imagine him like patting himself on the back, like that. There we go. That was a good one. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Um. But I guess um. I don't really know if it's a metaphor or if she's saying like she wants baby Tay to kind of ride around on her shoulders, you know, but like it's, it's, it's essentially to, to set up this offer of a relationship between her and Tay. Exactly. Yeah. As a, as a helper. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of confusing until the, the final chapter. It is. But, um, but yeah, so that happens. Um, definitely some other stuff. But the thing that I wanted to call attention to, it's page 119. Um, and Odrade is actually thinking about Mirbella. Um, she's, she's thinking back to this conversation that she was having with Mirbella, and she thinks to herself, Honor Mater training clings like glue. But she spoke to Duncan the other night in a way that tells me she is ready. The Van Gogh painting, I do believe, has sensitized her. I heard it in her voice. I must review that record. I I liked that bit because, you know, of course, it's like a callback to Heretics and we know what that painting means to Odrade. Yeah. But the idea that, um, you know, that... I guess artwork has this place in society to like to give people the the space to like learn emotional in- intelligence and capacity. You know that like Mirbella was this way, and one of the things that has been like slowly pushing her towards like more healthy emotional maturity is like the presence of art around her, and. Uh, you know, not only do I think that that's obviously, like, just largely true and a cool message to to push, even even subtly, I, I think it kind of relates to Shiana's growth, too, because we find that Shiana, at this point in her life, 
is like trying to figure herself out through art, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that that's showing that like, you know, that's another tool in a way to be used to like learn things about yourself, learn things about the world, but like, but in particular to like figure out your own emotions, you know, that like emotions can be very tricky. And even though you experience them like within yourself, even though they're happening to you, they can also be very confusing, right? Yeah, yeah. And that uh, it's it's like filtering your emotions through art that kind of like lets you find out different truths about them. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a cool small thing to add into like Mirbella's character growth that kind of culminates at the end of our fifth chapter here, you know. Uh, but he's been like slowly putting in pieces throughout these chapters that like gets Mirbella to that point um, that I think makes it feel believable when it does happen. When Mirbella does make the 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 choice to be a Bene Gesserit yeah. um, instead of an automator. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I I like that differentiation between honor maters and Bene Gesserit. And it's interesting because, I mean, I feel like the appreciation of, of art or, or you know, being um, sensitive to that kind of thing is, I don't know, it, it just kind of feels like the Bene Gesserit as a whole, they, like, they, there's, there's love like locked in there you know it's like it's locked in there but it's but it's uh very hesitant to be let out you know um i don't know where where whereas with the honor maters it's just like a black pit of (laughs) of you know hate and 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 uh you know power power hungriness power hangriness yeah yeah although it's funny because it's the honor maters who seem to like we were talking about this last episode at least going off of what marbella says and her surprise that the the bene Gesserit don't openly show and support and encourage love you know it it could very well be the honor maters you know who who feel like they do use the emotion of love Instead of suppress it, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, 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 I would say I think they, they don't know, or, or right, or, or, or they don't um, understand the concept. You know, they don't have no. the same concept of love, um, or what they think is think of as love is control or something. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's fair. I think. Um, you know, no matter what, both organizations have really unhealthy, wrong definitions of love that kind of, like, define their their entire order. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah it, does, it does feel like, I think if it's less of, like, a Bene Gesserit thing in, in, this, in this specific instance and more of, like, a uh, Reverend Mother Superior Odrade thing. In in that, like, 
the institution of the Bene Gesserit isn't there yet, but Odrade, like, leading the helm here, um, still, still is that, like, roguish Reverend Mother with the, the secret love inside of her, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think she is, but I, I do think that there, that there is, I, I feel like as an organization, they are, uh, they're they're kind of a little bit in denial about how they actually do use love um or that kind of affection um i don't know no i get that i mean they they definitely I, I'd, I'd say denial's pretty good because, like, we have examples of Reverend Mothers to point to, you know, yeah, where it's absolutely. like, well, they just, you know, obviously Jessica's always the big one, and, you know, I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, she's, like, the aberration, she's the outlier, you know, but it it happens with enough frequency, it's something that needs to be removed, you know, throughout all people who, who become a Bene Gesserit, where it's like, yeah, what point? At what point do you admit that you're like creating a flaw rather than enhancing a, a strength? I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't really see the Bene Gesserit ever coming to that point or believing in that. So, you know, that's just our lowly human perspective. I think. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um... I guess the only other thing, like, the the talk about the map, you know, that Saggy is making this map for Odrade about, about the desert expansion. The thing that Odrade keeps thinking about, too, is like, oh, I, I need to do an inspection of the desert as soon as I can. And I need to meet Shiana or have Shiana come with me. But, like, it also kind of needs to be a surprise. She's got to catch you know? her by surprise. Right. So. A great, uh, you know, great manager trick. <laughs> yes yeah to just come in unannounced mm -hmm. you know and then shiana will just like instantly try to look busy she'll start like sweeping the desert exactly you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah so oh, oh Drone, i didn't see you there she has time to lean you know? yeah 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 you got you got time to lean you got time to clean mm -hmm. that is it yep yep That is it. If you got time to squirm, you got time to worm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That old Benny Gesserit uh, adage. Yeah. All right. I think that's really all I wanted to mention here. But yeah, it, it kind of keeps coming up with like more... The other thing that Herbert keeps talking about in very small bits and pieces, especially with the Odrade chapter has chapters, is, you know, the desert is growing. We see more dust in the sky. You yeah. Know, things are things are progressing. They you are. Know, this is this is happening every second of every day in, in small ways. You know, eventually uh, they won't be able to ignore it. So Which is of course is all part of the plan, but it's like are they prepared and, and do they know what they're doing? Yeah, and what kind of toll will it take on them, you know, not just physically, but mentally as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Because the the growth of the desert that's that's part of what Saggy is saying that it the orchards are going to be destroyed unless something changes. So it's like yeah, either we just accept that the orchards are going to be consumed by the desert, or we need to update something about them so we can try and have both. Yes. Yep. And yeah, Udrade is like pretty stressed about that because that's like her happy place. It is. You know? So, uh, yeah, she wants to hang on to that if she can. All right. Let's move on to our fourth chapter. Um, this one was a bit shorter than the others. So we'll probably only talk about it for 20 minutes instead of 40. Yeah. Um, this is Mirbella. She's thinking to herself a lot, kind of stressing herself out. Uh, she pretty much has like a panic attack. Faints. Duncan catches her. The Bene Gesserit soup doctors come in and they're like, yeah, you're just like super fucking stressed out. And turns out she's trying to like push herself to her limits off of advice that Udrada had given her. Um, but instead she pushes herself beyond her limits. She goes too far too fast. And uh, it makes her realize, especially after talking to Udrada in like this recovery room, uh, Marbella admits that she wants to be a Bene Gesserit. So... Um, I think that's a pretty cool moment. I think Herbert does it does it pretty well overall. Um, and I, I like what that means for her character. I think Mirbella needed something, you know, um, in order to make her interesting. Yeah. And, and this idea that she's decided to cross... Um, you know, cross over into like a new allegiance. Um, I, I, I think could definitely be that thing. I want to see what that looks like for her and what that means for the Bene Gesserit as a whole. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty big decision on her part. I think it's uh, a cool way to go for her character. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not even super, conscious you know uh you know because odrade told her to push herself to her limit but i mean she's she's looking at the the limits of you know odrade and other Bene Gesserit, um making the fatal mistake of not knowing her own limit and not knowing yeah. herself and uh yeah so i think this is this is good progress for Mirbella. And I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll see if this transition sticks. Yeah, true. I mean, it it easily could not. But for right now, it feels like you know that's. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of all in. You know. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Same. It. Yeah. I mean, and so. you know, it'll be interesting too to 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 see what. Odrade uses her for. I know that's been discussed a little bit. Um, yeah. 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about in the last episode that Rubella kind of is like a test subject too. Mm-hmm. And then so to take an honor mater and try and make her Bene Gesserit, there's a lot of far-reaching implications about that too. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of this this battle that they're waging. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So yeah. The only other thing that I thought was... Uh, that I wanted to mention was... Um, Uh, it was this idea that um, like I guess kind of like what the truth is and, and how the Bene Gesserit have this skill to to know the truth in another person's words even if that person is uh, even if that person thinks they're speaking the truth but like they really aren't yeah yeah but it's not because i'm interested in that idea even though it is an interesting idea it's because the way that odrade puts it is uh she says you can speak utter balderdash and absolute poppylarky yes yeah balderdash and poppylarky popular slang terms from our time It's just such a such a fucking Herbertism. It is, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I Literally, don't know. I don't know. After Adrata. he writes Balderdash, he he puts in parentheses, and and of course this is Odrade's. Yeah, this is Odrade thinking. But it, he writes marvelous old word. Look <laughs> it up, you know. And it's just like oh, um, Herbert as like a an old just like this old guy like really obsessed with language and mm-hmm. even the stupid parts of it um yeah yeah is really funny it, it's it's one of those things it's like for all the weird things i can get hung up on and you know some of like the the dated opinions that you can't really expect him to think otherwise given the the time period he wrote these books i i feel like it's one of those it's kind of wholesome, you know, to yeah, think of him as like a, a student of language. That, yeah. You know, I, I don't know how old he was when he wrote this book, but, you know, even if he was like 60s or maybe even 70 something, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I guess it's just it's just funny to me to, to think of like this old guy just typing away and he's like balderdash. Yeah. And then, and then in parentheses, he's like, what a marvelous word look it up yeah i mean because that's to his audience man that's to you and me that he's saying it it is it is yeah i mean and and like making odrada into this character who (laughs) like i mean i guess like through her her other memories like knows this word yeah like likes it right which is pretty funny in itself it is yeah Definitely a silly thing. Feel, feels a little Doctor Who-y when he does shit like that. Even, yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Oh, you know, we, we talked a bit about Stephen Moffat's Dune. It, yeah, we did. But what about if Frank Herbert wrote an episode of, of uh, Doctor Who? Oh, man. That's that, a really good turnaround. That would, be pretty, yeah. that would be pretty interesting to think about. Yeah. I could see the... Uh, 
the title card now, Worms of Arrakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Man, where's the? There's got to be fan art of like the TARDIS touching down on Arrakis, right? There has to be. Yeah, there has to be. There, there absolutely has to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it would it would turn into, I don't know. The, the the doctor would be concerned with the worm because it's it's the last of its kind and it's only looking for for like a partner you know yeah yeah something yeah. like that I don't know yeah the the time period of the Dune saga would depend a lot on what the doctor's like the problems he's trying to solve yeah 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 exactly I I, I think the like the sanctity of nature yeah mm -hmm. that, that's a, sure. a good one to hone in on for sure yeah if yeah. only kind of like that that giant uh space whale episode yes I, I actually think there's two giant space whale episodes but um i mean there, there's know, a what, few there's a few with the same that have the same concept of this of this massive creature that everyone's afraid of that but they're actually just looking for love you know, like right. that's that's a that's a <laughs> that is a well worn theme. Yeah. Throughout the show. You know, if anyone could teach the Bene Gesserit to love, I, I think it would be the doctor. Oh, I think so too. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty cool. Man, I I'm that'd be like a really cool crossover. It would be, know? yeah, I know. I know. I would love to see uh like the doctor, but he gets like as he's like leaving Arrakis, there's like a Fremen stowaway, and it ends up being his companion. Oh yeah, that you know? that would be awesome. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, that that would be a fun character. They they'd be, you know, I mean, they they, they you know, hopefully, I think the TARDIS could produce spice for for this companion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, things yeah. could get wacky. The, the doctor would have humane axolotl tanks to, yeah, oh my God. Uh, to create the spice for them. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the axolotl tanks would be, would be Ood. Would be the Ood. Yeah, Just, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> Could yeah. be wacky. Could there's, be wacky. There, there's something there, you know. If, there is. If we, you know, we're, we're better artists, maybe we could bring that to life. Yeah, yeah but it's all right. It's real in our heads too. That'll be our new fan fiction comic. Yep. That we make. Yeah. Be a good one. Um, Balderdash and Poppylarky. Yeah. Balderdash and Poppylarky. They are good words. They are. They are good words. They're they're good. They're good words, Brett. It feels like it feels like something Lita would would say. To oh me. yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Totally. I think I, I feel like at this point, Herbert got to a point like not having a, a Lito character where he couldn't hold it in any longer. Oh yeah. You know? He's yeah. like someone. Someone's got to say Balderdash. Exactly. <laughs> Just... Yeah. It's like it's it's kind of like like whatever whatever character is like philosophizing just ends up being a, a conduit for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really funny to reread the first Dune book because uh, I'm willing to bet there are are absolute 
Herbert moments like that that I just completely wasn't familiar with at the time. Yeah. You know? Like who uh, who gets those lines? You know. Definitely. So. Yeah. Some interesting shit. All right. Um. Anyways, yeah, I, I like the. Uh, I like the conversation between Odrade and Rubella at the end. They they kind of get to have have a bit of a, a bit of a bant themselves, mm-hmm. you know, back yeah. and forth. Um kind of get to show some compassion for one another, even. So yeah, that was all cool. And with that all being said, uh we can move on to our final chapter if you're ready. Last but not least. Alright. So this is this is Odrade, Belanda, and Tamlane um, going on a kind of like an inspection of Central, um, making sure things are like running properly, but not too properly. Because if they're running too properly, then it's like someone's hiding something. Yes. It's too perfect. Real boats rock. Yeah, real boats rock. That's the that's the uh slogan. Yep. Um so yeah, I mean it, we we kind of get a, a a pretty good glimpse into um I guess what what chapter house and like central city kind of looks like at the street level the way that the Bene Gesserit even kind of construct and name things with a, a sense of what they consider to be humor, you know, yeah, like this, yeah. this very mocking, dry, just dumbass humor, you know, um, like, like a very nerdy, you know, they're all in on the joke and they're like, Oh, isn't it funny? We named this street with all these tiny buildings Tower Lane, mm-hmm. but they're not towers at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're. Like I think that's the Bene Gesserit. I think they are super nerds. You know, yeah. I think that's. I think that's why Shiana wants out. Yeah, <laughs> but it, you know, I think I think it makes sense that they would be uh, that that nerdy and up their asses. Yeah. So. Oh, definitely. Um. So it was cool. Um, you know, Adrade kind of continues to be annoyed by Belanda and, and Tamalane's cautiousness, their bureaucracy, their their poking and prodding. And all the while, Adrade is like, you know, I have my own plan, and it's a risky plan, and it's a plan no one's going to like. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell them the plan yet. Because that'll fuck with the plan. Exactly. So, um, we don't really get what the entirety of the plan is, but the chapter ends with the first step of the plan yes. being taken. Yes, we get we get part of it. And um, that is Teg is going to be brought to live in the no ship. With Duncan and Marbella and Sightail. Yep. And Duncan's kind of going to be tasked with reawakening the memories within Teg, who is only 10 years old. Only 10 years old. Is it 
is 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 that gonna work uh i mean they're all pretty skeptical mm-hmm. and I, I i've been wondering like what is the danger of awakening the memories in someone too young and it's like i, I think it's kind of like an overload um yeah but more than that it, it makes me realize in a way like I think the Bene Gesserit specifically being super worried about it kind of harkens back to that abomination idea, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like they would be creating an abomination after birth instead of before and during, you know? To to put all those lives in the mind of a child um, creates something, like, unnatural in their eyes. Yeah. so I, I think it's a bit of that idea too. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's I think that's there. Um, um yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's there and then also just the the fear of like well will it be as effective with a you know a brain this size or I don't know. I uh, you know what will a kid do with with this information? I don't know. There, I think I think there's a lot of uh, worries there too. But uh, you know, ab- I think abomination definitely is one, but not the only one. No, not the only one for sure. Um, but yeah, the to go backwards just a bit. I just wanted to give a kind of a brief overview of the chapter. But um, you know, the very beginning of the chapter, the first page when Odrade is thinking about her plan, um, she, she thinks to herself, well, it would come out, as had Terraza's plan, in its own time, Atar. Um, I, I like that because, you know, we knew that Terraza had also been planning throughout Heretics, and we don't get to know what her plan is until the very end. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's kind of setting that expectation up in our minds, I think, too. You know, that whatever Odrade is planning, we, the reader, probably won't get to know what it is until after the facts. And yeah. if it is anything like Taraz's plan, it'll be big. Yes, it will. Yeah, It's a very big bold, risky plan. Um, So I like that they are... I don't know. That they they still have the Darantar connection. Yeah. Even now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, I mean, it was interesting, too, uh, kind of seeing that the Acolytes and the rest of the Order have more respect for her because Terraza is, like, her her, her, uh, number one, you know, other other life within her yes um and and she's like renowned as one of the most respected mother superiors ever yeah uh which is pretty cool so so i mean in that way odrade has some leeway for her kind of um out of the ordinary ways that she works and some of the some of the elements that she brings to the table that are not uh you know super uh, super looked looked upon, you know, that well. 
uh, I guess. Yeah, no, totally. I think, I think that's even like what is particularly frustrating to some of the Benny Gesserit, particularly Belanda, be- because like Terraza has so much goodwill and respect. You know, Odrade almost like stumbles into the mother superior role. You know, she was the only one there. So, like, she's kind of like, they didn't have anyone else to pick as Mother Superior. Mm -hmm. But, like, you have this this person who has a reputation for being a romantic. And, of course, in the Bene Gesserit, that's that's a no-go. And so, like, people have, like, almost a, a begrudging respect for Odrade sometimes because Terraza is like with her. They're yeah. like, Oh, well she's, you know, it's like, what can you do? Exactly. Yeah. She's also Terraza. So it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, what's interesting to me too, though, is that even the other self version of Terraza is like, yeah, you know, they, they have some ideas about you, but, but they'll, but, but, um, they'll realize they were wrong just like I did. Yeah. You know, which yeah, is, yeah. Which is, I mean, again, like like we were talking about way back in the day when you know uh Ghani and Lita were talking to Paul and and Chani it's like how how real is the other self version of somebody and how much of it is just like saying what that person wants to hear or not you know so <laughs> but but i mean that that's that's interesting to me that uh you know Terraza maybe did you know realize that that Odrade's way was for the best. Yeah. But yeah, good point. Um, yeah, really, really weird to think about the, the way that the other lives are kind of snapshots of, of those people sort of like frozen in time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like what, hard, hard to really understand if they do learn lessons or, or continue to grow after their death, you mm-hmm. know, but I do think there's room for, you know, for them to have real conversations and, and for that version of that person in their head to have real admissions, have like a real conscience. So, um, I, I guess in this instance, I, I, I am leaning more towards that, um, this is a like a, a realistic reaction from Terraza, who's kind of getting to see the fallout of her own plan through Odrade, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe you were right, Odrade. Yeah. this is yeah, all pretty so. fucky. Mm-hmm. You know, Odrade's sort of like the last chance, probably. It, so, I, otherwise, it the, otherwise, the automators just kill everyone, right? It definitely so. seems, seems that way. Yeah. Um... And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was what we were talking about before, too, um, where you were mentioning, like, are the Honor Maters fleeing something in the scattering, and, like, are the Bene Gesserit too quick to be sending out their own rank into mm-hmm. the new scattering, like, not knowing what they're going to face? And, yeah, yeah. part of that line... It's a really great line because it is a scary line too. It makes me think of like the alien movies. But Tamalane says, "What's evolving out there? 
A question they could not answer. Ask what infinity might produce, and the only answer possible was anything. Mm -hmm. um, which is, like, cool to, to, like, put in that uncertainty back into the story again, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... It's it's another thing I, I remember talking about this in Heretics too, like when Bersmali and Lucilla are exploring Yasai to see all these these people from the scattering within the city, you know, like that felt huge. And now here Herbert is like, Well, but what else, you know, have I not described? Anything yeah. could be out there, you know? Mm -hmm. And um Yeah, just just feels like the the Dune universe is like limitless. Like no matter how much you learn, Herbert's like, well, there's more, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's even you know, Blonda even kind of was like, well, we don't even know what's out there. Like it could be a a million different universes that. Yeah. That oh they, yeah. That right. Found. So it's yeah. It still is, even though the these people from the scattering have returned. Like it's 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 there's a lot of unknowns. It's 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 almost all unknown just because you know the wrong people came back totally i think what belanda is talking about there she's talking about fold space and yes yep yep exactly yep what i liked about that is it seems to be an admission that um that no one knows how faster than light space travel actually works yeah but they just figured out how to do it mm-hmm and that kind of goes back to, I think this was um, at the end of Heretics 2 that Herbert talked about this. But it, it makes me think of um, when he describes the ways that people use prescience. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, he, he compares it to, um, he compares it to when, uh, you know, ancient humans would do blacksmithing and it's like oh well when they yeah. folded the metals and 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 made swords and shit you know did they know that they were changing the the chemical composition of the material or were they just hitting it with a hammer you know yep. and it's like you know even however many millennia separated from that i feel like it's this cool commentary on herbert where it's like well it, it it doesn't really matter how far you advance the technology. Like there's always going to be pockets of unknown. It's like, mm. it, it's really cool to imagine a future where humanity has figured out how to travel faster than light speed, but they don't know how they just know the steps to do it. You know? Yeah. 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 I think that's very, very real. Um, that's how humans learn. You know, they don't, they don't learn the they they don't learn the um like the why before before like the the what or whatever, you know totally. or or like the 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 consequence you know what what consequence this action has um so yeah i i in in just the terms that prescience is talked about and in all this kind of hyper you know even other aspects of of Bene Gesserit witchery, you know, it's it's not magic, you know, it's um, it's 
something more. It's just a it's just a not totally understood part of you know reality. Yeah, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno, baby. It's not delivery. It's Duncan. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. That could be an episode title. It could be. Could be. Not delivery. It's Duncan. All right. D- Duncan Idaho. We'll go with that. D- DiGiorno, Duncan Idaho, De Idaho. <laughs> it's not. It's not delivery. It's De Idaho. Okay. All right. D Idaho. It's D Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, it's D it's not, period It's not Idaho. delivery. Yeah, it's not delivery. It's D Idaho. Yeah, okay, there we go. That's it. It's all right, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's yeah. better than some some of the titles we have. So. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I was actually thinking the Log No Way one was pretty fucking stupid. Bad, it was bad, but, you know. That's all we had. We didn't we even had. talk about, we didn't even talk about Log No, really. Barely. We don't even give a shit about Log No. Barely. Where's Log we No also, today? We, <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. She's nowhere to be found. We all, you know, but sometimes our cup overfloweth. You know why? Why mm-hmm. we could just as easily name this episode "Saggy Do." A- absolutely, absolutely. Or um, what were those words again? Balderdash. Oh, 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 ba- Balderdash and uh, Poppylarky. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean that that would those that one two punch would be a good episode title. Uh, I- I leave it. I leave it in your capable hands. I mean, I can't choose. Yeah, we're going just, to. We're, I can we're, just throw them out there, we're, but we're, you know, I think we're going to go with with D Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> That's just locked into my head now. So yeah, I'm time locked. I'm vision locked. Just, I know. You just got to go with the stupidest one, huh? Yep. I'm vision locked right now. I don't blame you. All right. Um. There, there's just there's just a couple more things here. Uh. Bottom of page 140. Let's see. Okay. As she spoke, Odrade sensed the chasm beneath her. The nightmare hunter with the axe ever nearer. She wanted to sink into the nightmare, turning there to identify the one who stalked them, but dared not. That had been the mistake of the Kwisatz Haderach. You do not see that future. You create it. Which kind of is what you were just saying. Yeah. The, the vision locked. Because mm-hmm. when she said the mistake of the Kwisatz Haderach, I mean, obviously that only means Paul. There's just been Paul. Um, so, Odrade's been struggling with this like reoccurring nightmare. And the idea that she won't turn and face the assailant because if she sees who's chasing her, it will create a vision lock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, I mean, whether or not that's true is one thing, but it's really interesting that that's what she believes. And it, it is. And, and that's the motivation for her not to turn and look. Mm-hmm. That's it's that's like it's like a Doctor Who thing, you know. It's 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 once once uh, you know you see what happens. It's it's locked. It's like it's like the episode uh, where Amy and Rory leave with the angels, where they're reading the book written by Rivers, and every time they turn the page, 
you know they they see it happen and then it's it's locked so they they can't read the the end of the book um it's it's an interesting idea um is it you know is is paul truly was he truly vision locked or was or 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 what were his visions just paralyzing to him you know yeah that's, that's a question that is unanswered i think or did he just was was he just not as skillful as Leto? You know, maybe he was just not as prepared. Um, but I don't know. That could be just a time rule. Could just be a rule. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's definitely like the working theory of prescience at this point. Yeah, and it seems like. For as much reverence, of course, that Paul Muad'Dib had, once Leto came along and uncreated the future, it kind of threw everything before that into, like, this relief. You know, mm-hmm. like, suddenly, prescience had to be rethought. Yeah. And the ways, you know, it it just became clear that the ways that Leto the second used prescience and Paul used prescience were different. And like the people of this future are pretty much always going to defer to Leto, the tyrant God emperor of Dune. So like Paul kind of gets recontextualized as, as this person who was always trapped by, by his own design. Yeah. Um, but it makes a lot of sense because you know, that that's something that he thought too. Like it doesn't make, Paul or anyone else wrong but it's it's like weird to think of these people as like historical figures within the universe you know something to be like studied and learned about yeah learned from yeah that is still weird and I, I'm just trying to square away the you know because we were talking about like the mechanical um, view of like prescience and those things it's like well is it magic or is it just how we you know manipulate these resources that we already have, you know, like, cause in that way, it's like, I I don't know how, how could there actually be a vision lock? How could you really truly be vision locked? If it's, if it's really all just, you know, humans putting their resources together, making it happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's points that make me think that, that, you know, that, that is true, that, seeing the future locks it into place um but also there's there's some some part parts of me and parts of the story that make me think that that's not totally true yeah um I well know. i think and i think Lido rides that threshold he does and i think that's the best part about messiah is that like i think the the tragedy kind of rests on the knowledge that Paul believes the visions are true. And as long as, as long as Paul believes the visions are true, then they're true. If yeah. he believes that they weren't and they could be changed, which he does flirt with, but like kind of falls back into the belief that he's vision locked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the tragedy comes from like, this this like 
this feeling of you as the audience member being like, you can fix these things. You can have a life with Chani. You only need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, absolutely. But, but Paul will never see that. He mm-hmm. believes so fixedly in his own like damnation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very much like the Greek tragedy mm-hmm. to... Uh, you know that that it, that it, it's your belief that creates reality which herbert was also talking about wasn't that the end of heretics too you know that like if enough people believe something that it creates like a truth or it creates yeah. some yep. kind of reality i forget where that came into the story but it was there too you it was know there, it's, yeah. it's something that that herbert has thought about so yeah, it's one of those things you could talk about all day, but I, I like narrative wise, I really like the idea that that Paul probably could have done whatever he wanted and he just didn't know it, you know? Yeah, probably. I know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and then real quick, I just wanna say I thought it was interesting too, Tamalane when when Tag is brought out Odrade says very clearly, like, Miles take Gola. Yes. And Tamalane thinks to herself that Teg's actually a clone. Because mm-hmm. a Gola is created from the cells of a cadaver. Yeah. And Teg wasn't taken from Gola Teg, wasn't taken from real Teg's dead body. It was, like, fingernail scrapings or whatever. Yeah. Um... But I'm like, does that matter? Because to Tamalane it does. And I'm like wondering what could possibly... I, it's not something that I think is going to be narratively important, you know? Um, but it's interesting because, like, for the first time, it's like, oh, yeah, like, Tag kind of technically isn't a Gola. He's actually a clone. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's an interesting distinction. I don't even know how much it really matters, you know? Yeah, I don't think it matters at all. I just thought it was weird that the book decided to it, yeah. say, like, hey, actually, and I was like, all it right. Is, <laughs> it is weird, yeah. It, it is weird, but it's also a very uh, blonde thing to get hung up on, too. You know? Um, and what does that mean for for his consciousness, you know? Do they know that all of his memories will be intact, just like Agola, or is that something that's different? You know, like I wonder where the where the difference begins, or if that's where, or 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 if it's just the way that that he was, you know, made. If that's all that 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 is, if it is, if it was just because it wasn't a fresh cadaver, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if there is any difference in the way his memories do or don't work, yeah, that yeah. that that can make it interesting. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny that um, Herbert decided to even you, you could have just easily just not said anything like, "Yeah, he's a golem." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of things he could have just not said, <laughs> but he does. But he so does. true. Okay, yeah, my very, very, very last thing. The chapter ends with um, 
with Odrade thinking to herself uh, that she's starting to think a bit like an honored mater. Yep. She can finally get into their heads. Yeah. So, feels like feels like the boundaries between Honored Mater and Bene Gesserit um, are are kind of being muddied more and more as we go on. Because here we have Adrade saying she's thinking more like an Honored Mater, which of course is useful to get into the head of your enemy. But like, you know, is that going to matter? We have uh, Mirbella saying that she wants to be a Bene Gesserit. Mm-hmm. And we, not confirmed, but we maybe have the Spider Queen trying to wear down and convert Lucilla into her ranks. We so, do. We do. And also, I think this will come into play with how they interact, but we have uh, Shiana being already more open to kind of the Honored Mater's tactics and ready to move on from the Bene Gesserit order. Uh, so I think that might come into play with, you know, Odrade giving her a surprise visit. And Odrade might be more accepting of her ideas than she thinks, maybe. That is a good point, too. Yes. Yeah, very true. Yeah, interesting that we didn't catch up with Shiana in this section at all. Seems like we'll be waiting for the next one for that, uh, that uh, surprise managerial Odrade visit. Yes. Yeah. I. I. I think. I think we'll have the the good the good old regional manager popping by, <laughs> unannounced, <laughs> in the next few chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Hmm. All right, man. Uh, what what did you think of this? Uh, where this is what our, our our third our third section our third chunk. We're yeah, I think it's our third. In. Third chunk. Yeah. Just a little less than a third of the way through the book, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So in, a, in our next five, we'll cross over. We'll have read a, a third of this book. So we're kind of getting into it, you know? We are, yeah. I, I'm i enjoying how it's progressing. I feel like, um, you know, we, we did talk about how there's less action than there was in, in Heretics at this point. Um, but I feel like there's a clearer, like, plot. You know, like there, there's it's it's like clear what we have going on, and it's all an extension of heretics, obviously. All, yeah. all the pieces were put into place already, but um, but yeah, we're you know fighting for the survival of Bene Gesserit, and you know, I mean the the rest of the free human race, right? And that's it. Yeah, that's pretty clear cut. Um, so I'm 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 digging there being kind of a a, a focused storyline here, um, and, and I'm really enjoying all the characters that we are interacting with. So, yeah, I'm 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 a happy little uh, happy little dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy little Tleilaxu dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You gonna start like sharpening your teeth and shit? And yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, I I don't feel as like 
invested and sucked in the way that I, I, I did with the beginning of Heretics, but I also know how Heretics left me feeling. So I'm totally open to the possibility that um, Chapter House is kind of playing the long game. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like maybe, maybe I won't think the, the setup is as strong, but it, it could, uh, it could build in such a way that I, I think is, is ultimately more satisfying. So I'm excited to find that out, but so far, um, it is, yeah, I think it's pretty good. If not a little, I really like the word you used when we were talking about Herbert's inclusion of, um, the Jewish people where you're like, it's clumsy. Mm. And I thought that was the perfect way to describe it because it's not, it's not in like bad faith. Um, it's, (laughs) it's not even necessarily done poorly. It's just clumsy. Yeah. And I think for as well written and, and paced and, and dispersed with interesting ideas throughout as Herbert kind of always does. Uh, I'm left with this feeling that it starts off with a, a, bit of a clumsy feeling but i i think it's kind of starting to stack together in this section in a way where i i get to see these pieces you know begin to interlock and i'm like ah you know um herbert's really good at like building on top of his his framework his foundation and i think that's kind of the the point at which we're just crossing over into so i'm i feel like i'm a bit more excited to move on than like and focus on where we've been but but so far i've still uh been enjoying the ride yeah yeah totally i mean and and one thing like it does feel like we're kind of get putting pieces to in in place here and getting ready for some action but with herbert you really don't know we i mean oh yeah this this who knows we could be in essentially the same state of affairs for the next you know uh 300 something pages mm-hmm. then the last two and, chapters, it, and it would not be weird then the last two chapters it pops off you know yeah yeah uh, so easily <laughs> yeah so i mean we will see which way he wants to go with this um uh, but yeah like you said i'm i'm definitely enjoying the ride and i am starting to get a little bit sad that there's that this is it yeah that's the weird part I, I kind of was you know i always i always kind of look and see where where we're at and looking at the bookmark and thinking like man we are pretty much just a third of the way through the book i mean that's two thirds left of Herbert Dune. That's all we have. That's all we have. You know, once know. we're, once we're done with this, we are, I mean, we're not done. No. Cause there's a lot of Dune. There's a lot more stuff. to, there's a lot more to Dune, but I mean, this is, we, we really are, um, we really are on the cusp of completing what we set out to do. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't even really set out to do it, but it turned into that. You well, know, we ended, what like... we ended up doing. So, uh, yeah, that that is definitely the weird part. It is still very much the weird part. It's going to we'll, save we'll the pro- moment. We'll probably be talking about this more and more. I mean, every episode is closer to that yep. point, you yep. know? Closer to the end. So, um my head is spinning. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of the end. Yes, it is, Rivers. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, man. Well, 
If you want to hit us up, you can find us on Twitter.com. We are at Dune Dudes Pod. And you can email us at DuneDudesPod at gmail.com. You can also find us at Krebs TV on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends and coworkers how much you like the podcast and how much you like our Twitter account. Um, every little thing helps. Uh, so keep fighting the good fight. And until next time. Saggy baggy. Mm-hmm. Ruh-roh raggy. <laughs>